Hot Tub Beers is meant for entertainment purposes with a side of beer education. Each episode may contain offensive and off-color humor. Our intended audience is people 21 years of older who love beer and laughter. Here at Hot Tub Beers, we have declared the pandemic over, and when the dust has settled, this old draft shop is still standing. This unique craft beer bar, located at 5210 FM 2920 in Spring, Texas, is still pouring some of the best beer in the state. And in spite of everything that's been thrown at the beer and restaurant industry lately, owner Mary Thorne has continued to create a community of clientele that makes you feel at home every time you step in the doors. Beer buyer Jake Thorne is continually bringing in incredible offerings, sure to impress everyone from the new kid on the block to the most seasoned craft beer aficionado. Haven't been able to find a beer you like? Their selection of ciders, wines, and seltzers will not disappoint. Beer's not the only trick this pony plays. No one in the area can rival the food coming out of the kitchen. From Vietnamese wings to oyster pole bows to brats with house-made sauerkraut, there is something for everyone in the family. Check out the menu at thistledraftshop.com and follow on Instagram at thistledraftshop. Pop on in. I'm sure we'll see you there. Welcome back to the hot tub. It's been a while. We just finished up the summer season. Um, and we're, or excuse me, finish up the winter season. We're going to start the summer season soon. But in the interlude, we had the Plucker Gangster, Mr. Kelly Meyer from New Braunfels, coming in and drop in and bless us with his presence. Um, and before we got started, I uh, wanted to introduce him, uh, talk a little bit about him. So we're going to try a sour today. Tell me, Kelly, how'd you get started on sours? Why the Pucker Gangster? What, what's the appeal? Let's, let's dig into it. Uh, so when I started the brewery, I started making uh, German-style wheat beers. That was sort of the whole thing. It was started with a Hefeweizen, and then it kind of went from there. Okay. And But ultimately, when I started the brewery, I was, and still am, probably slightly more of a wine guy, particularly a red wine guy. So my okay. palate is dry. It's balanced acidity. Like, that's what makes sense to me. It's, I get excited if 2018 tastes different than 2017, and I want to know the story of why. And, like, was it rainy? Were the grapes there? Like... Some hot chick from Spain come over and help them pick that year. I don't know, like, what's the story? But beer doesn't like that. And then I had a Petrus Golden or Aged Pale once. Okay. And I was like, holy fuck, that is amazing. And then I will give them props where it's due. I tasted Jester King and got to know those guys and what they did. And I was like, this is what I should have started out doing. And so it just slowly transitioned until like the end of 2017 with doing a little bit of both until I kind of realized full on that. That's not a very solid business idea. So we went full sour in 2018. Full sour. So there's yep. no more. There's no more uh, anything else except four sours on the palate there at New Braunfels. Correct. There's nice. One beer that I did when I still had Nathan Brewing with me in 2019, maybe that had actually store bought yeast, you know, laboratory yeast in it. Uh-huh. But it was laboratory yeast first, and then our mixed culture second. So even still, it was still a sour. But other than that, there's never been anybody else's yeast in that building since then except for our own nice so we're gonna we're gonna get judgy on panther island here okay <laughs> dfw we got the uh, wrong guy for that dude i'm you, not good i don't i'm not a nice guy I'm you're a not a nice guy that's perfect <laughs> i love it this is gonna be great it's gonna be good t- content so i'm here with kelly meyer i'm here with jake thorne of thistle draft shop and uh i'm still tim hello <laughs> <laughs> he's whispering into the ziploc bag it is currently sprinkling here in houston texas um and we don't give a shit we're still in the hot tub um thread of lightning might get us out Maybe not, depending on how many beers we're in. So we're going to get a little bit judgy. We're going to DFW. Now, we've already, Kelly, on the, on the podcast, 
Um, it has been determined in earlier episodes that DFW might not actually be part of Texas. Um, it may be something else, something foreign to us. Uh, they're really not super fans of what goes on up there, but we have had some decent beer. Uh, Manhattan Project, have you had them? I went there last week. Yep, they're great. We, we thought some of that was pretty good. Try the, uh, try the food, by the way. The food's amazing. The food is amazing? Yeah. I need to. I haven't dropped in on the on the brewery yet. We just had it down here, but the food is amazing. I'm going to go off there and go. I see a lot of it on Instagram. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, that's great. And then, uh, I don't know, I can't think of much else other than uh, Manhattan Project that I've had from Dallas that I can really talk about or repeat about on the air. But we're going to go to Panther Island. I've never had Panther Island beer before, but I wanted to bring a sour because you're the sour guy. <laughs> so we got sour with pink guava, no, pink Himalayan sea salt and, 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 guava. and guava in there. So, I mean, it looks like a sour. It looks clear, looks clean, doesn't look hazy. These guys, I'm sure they're, they're filtering that, making it a little bit more clean. But this is a crowler. This came straight off the tap. Correct. Ooh, it smells good. It smells like guava. I guava. get a lot of guava. Yeah, but it doesn't have that ripe guava, which usually smells like a bit of an ass. Yeah. And so, for better or for worse, it smells like a good version of guava. <laughs> not complaining, <laughs> but... <laughs> not ass guava, so this is good guava, not ass guava. Oh, speaking, speaking of ass, you, you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned whether a hot girl from Sane stepped on the grapes. Now, I'm curious, what's the flavor profile of a hot girl from Spain? I don't know, that's why I would want to try it. That's oh, my whole point. Bitch. I was getting excited there. I thought, I thought you might know. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna I'm gonna taste this and see if it sucks or not. So uh, right out of the gate, I like that the salt doesn't take over the whole beer. Uh, I think there's a few breweries out there that really kind of over salt their goza, and I think the way they've done this one, it leaves you wanting a little bit more on the salt profile, but not overtaking the whole whole beer. I'm salt sensitive. But it's clear that it's there, so it's yes, not so it subtle is. that you wonder. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is there. The, the guava is good. I think it, it's not overfruited. It doesn't come out like those slushy sours that we've been seeing come out. <laughs> uh, it's. I don't know. It's not a bad beer. It's. Uh, did we mention the name? I don't know if we mentioned the name. No. There goes of my hero. There goes of my hero. Yes. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Foo Fighters mentioned. So. Nirvana Light. <laughs> Nirvana Light. <laughs> I think one of my favorite parts about Panther Island Goza, right? Um, it's not one of my go-tos. It's not one of my big things. But the biggest thing behind it is I think it's great for an introduction to somebody who has no idea what sours are at all. Just because it's not really sour and it's very palatable and it comes off almost like a Jolly Rancher. So there's a lot of familiarity to somebody who has no idea what they're getting into. But okay. as somebody who really enjoys sours, this is not would be this would not be my first recommendation. So you all right? So we got that tape from Jake, the sour, the sour gangster here. Tell us, what do you think? What are the thoughts? Well, I like balanced acidity. So if, if you look far enough back on my website, you'll see a blog post I did about why I don't make sour beer. Because um, so, <laughs> I hate that moniker for what we do. We do mixed culture, so it's slightly different. Okay. What, what these guys are doing is early souring, where you're basically trying to take a kind of wort extract and turn that into acid, for the most part, and have a little bit of residual sugar left. Um, it isn't super acidic in the sense that I, I think the base beer pre-fruit would have been very, very lightly sour. And I guess you've had the base beer, Jake? I think I've had the base beer. I mean, I've no... <laughs> you don't I've know had... every single beer you've ever drank? <laughs> Hold on. 
I think it so might we be. We let you on the show with the with the assumption that you remembered every single beer that you drank. I feel like the base beer was Goza Malone. So you're I saying think, the base beer I is think, Goza Malone? It's I on think. record. Right. <laughs> it's, it's on record. It's official fact. I don't know. No, if I, you may, know this. I may be wrong on that. Jake one. Jake coined the term Third Coast IPA on the podcast. He did. He did. Yeah, he's an innovator. This guy, right here. I believe there's a Texas brewery that has one of those. Yeah, you didn't hear it from me first. I <laughs> promise you that. Well, maybe you did hear it from me first, but I wasn't the one that coined it. I think the first person that coined Third Coast IPA to me, I think might have been real ill about their Axis IPA. But it was more of a personal interjection rather than an actual marketing standpoint. Yeah. Real ill said Axis was a Third Coast IPA? This was like... What three and a half years ago? Yeah, they told okay. me that that was their goal was the third coast. Oh, interesting. I don't have a lot of uh, great memory, but I'm pretty sure that Middleton has had a third coast IPA for four or five years. Yeah, it's been one of their core lineups. So, I believe it. I yeah. mean, let's be real. There's no distinction yet. Right. You know, I love if we had that distinction. It could mean anything. Yeah. But yeah. For now, it's just we brewed it here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We brewed it near the third coast. Yeah. <laughs> In or around. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> And I guess it doesn't matter. You could be in Central Texas and brew a Third Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. That'll work. But I don't. I, don't, I like it. I, I dig it. This is something that. This is something that is good to get started with these tweeter episodes, getting ready for the summer hot tub podcast, right? So yeah. I think we we hit a lot of heavies and hit a lot of stouts in the winter when when it was cold and it felt a lot better in the cold. I think some sometimes I rated the. Uh, the, the stout's a little heavier, or a little better, because it tasted better in the cold. Now, here we are in the summer. Well, <laughs> we still got another like, calendar month. calendar says. Yeah, yeah, a month yeah. and a couple days till summer. It's close enough. We're going we're gonna to call it. I mean, it's Texas. It, we have, what, summer and a week of winter. Yeah. That week of winter was badass this year, though. Yeah. <laughs> one for the books. For sure. It was one for the books. So, this, we are in the in-ground hot tub today. But starting on June 10th, we're going to be in the bed of the truck, traveling to different breweries. Every Thursday night, we got a standing date with Thistle Draft Shop. This is going to be this is a good back of the truck beer. It is surprisingly yeah. balanced to me for the style, because most people would go super heavy-handed with this. Mm-hmm. Um, which, for me, at when I first taste it, seems a little bit light, maybe even I don't go, I would go so far as to say boring. But you kind of look in there for the flavors. But then the more I drink it, I, I have to respect it because of the fact that I'm a balanced guy. And there are like different flavors that come on every drink. The salt sometimes is more prevalent than others. Um, overall, I'd, I'm surprised to say that I like it for the style. I'm not normally a fruited, straight-up sour guy. Nice. So we found something different that you yeah. like. That's pretty cool. You heard it here on the podcast, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we just we just pulled a crowler off the tap and, and gave it to Kelly. And Kelly, Kelly gives it a thumb, thumbs up. So is this something that you'd spend your own money on? Bring back to New Braunfels? Share a little bit of DFW there in New Braunfels? I would. Now, granted, I do bring back things to New Braunfels on purpose to make fun of with my team. So that <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean that I like it, but in this case, it does. Okay, so what's what's one beer that you'd take back to make fun of? Ooh, Ooh why don't we wait on that one? Okay. <laughs> Get a couple more in. Okay, all right, all right. So so what's one, what's I, I one will, beer that you... I, we'll see I brought one yesterday. You, you but I'm not going to admit which one it was. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's one that you brought back to... To praise, to share, and go like, hey, this was badass. Y'all got to try it. Uh, Manhattan Project's Pale. I actually really like that one. Which one was the that one, the name? It's not necessarily evil, but it's in that vein. It's uh, 
something standard, I think. Okay. Super standard. I can't remember. You know what? I haven't had anything by them that I was truly disappointed with yet. I mean, yeah. I, think, I think they do pretty decent. Well, I'm not a big, like, hazy IPA guy overall. Um, I do like Pilsners, but more crispy Pilsners. And I just think that their pale for me just kind of hit all the notes. It was, it was a good example of the style. I really enjoyed it. Good. Nice. So are we gonna grade this on uh, number scale, or what do we? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and do that. Let's. Uh, so the way we do, Kelly, is, is in in the in the hot tub we go one to four. Okay, yeah. so four is outstanding. Yes. I need to drink this. Decimals? I'm gonna take it home. How far do you go? Uh, the decimals are infinite, right? Oh, so shit. so really the the scoring is arbitrary. We just put four. I, I'm really not sure, just to be different. Uh, but at the same time, you could you could you could rate this a uh, two point seven five three, and in it, it would go in in the hot tub ratings is 2.753, and that's legal. In the logbook? Uh, yeah, in the logbook, in the logbook which, which only exists in my mind. Um, don't, don't ask me to recall any other past. Actually, we should go ahead and spreadsheet all these. I think we I just should got go myself through. another job. That was, uh, <laughs> yes. It was Carlos's job to start a, uh, like, a what's the app? The untapped app yeah, yeah. for hot tub beers and start, start oh. but, yeah, Carlos. You can't, yeah, you can't rely on them. Who's Carlos? Like There's that. no Carlos here right now. Is yeah, there? fucking Carlos is the one still delivering for Full Clip right now. He's was, he was trying to get off, try to tell him to use lotion. Fucker didn't know how to use it. He was trying hard, he said. <laughs> he was trying really, really hard. Uh, I can almost feel the struggle in his head. <laughs> Keep trying, Carlos. We know you're out there somewhere. Oh, man. So, one to four. We'll start with you. We'll start with the guest. Uh, is this four? I'm going to need this. I'm going to take it back home to New Braunfels. I'm going to share it with my friends at the hot tub. Or is this one? I'm going to take it back to make fun of them. I, I like that, <laughs> that scale. <clears throat> I'd go uh, below one if I was going to make fun of it. But I think for this beer, for me, and I'm new to scale, but I'm going to go low threes, but probably like, I'm just to be a pain in the ass, I'm going to do 3.187. Um, I like that. Simply because I think it's a, again, I think it's drinkable. Um, it hits some notes that are fun. I can think of some food pairings that are interesting to drink it with, and that's one of those things with a lot of big beers. It's like, this is great. I enjoy this flavor, but I couldn't have a steak with it. I can't, I'm full. This is an interesting beer full of flavor that I think I could do other things with. Nice. So, okay, so in, in New Braunfels, you're going to serve this at your brewery. What are you going to pair it with? What, are, what, what food are you going to ask or serve with it? We don't actually have food at our brewery, but um, I think anything that you did with like a, a citrusy salad is kind of an obvious choice. Okay. Um, but you could even contrast a little bit where you kick the salt up with something contrasting. Um, uh, like, I mean, for that that matter, even like a like a something simple cheese cracker, but more of a crispy like. So it's it's not a real malty beer. So you, I I would like to be find that interesting to do something with more of a like a grainy cracker. Okay. So. Nice, Jake. So on the public scale, I would give this one just a solid three. The um, public scale? The public scale. I got my internal How dick scale. How many fucking scales are there? I just learned about this Okay, the public <laughs> scale is due to me let's, too, so let's, get this. let's okay. be fair. So what I would okay. rate this for the common uh, person, I would, I would give this a three, right? Because it's approachable, it is easy to get into as an average person, and if somebody says, I don't like sours, this is a good point to start uh -huh. to get them into it. Now, on my personal level, I'm kind of dickish uh, about my sours just because I like to waste money and see how stupid and cool things can get. Yeah. And I'm all about spontaneous fermentation. You like, that's Carlos, my thing. Carlos is struggling being dickish right now, too. Go ahead. If this was a personal <laughs> level, yeah, I'd probably give this more of a two. Yeah, I, I, I could drink it. I'm not really going to drink it a lot. But I definitely would give this a solid three. This is something I 
do sell, this is something that I would recommend, um, and I think it hits a lot of the key points for getting into a sour style, not just a mixed fermentation, but like an actual sour style. I think this is just the, the very first stepping block to getting into them. Okay. So, it's my turn now. Is it? <laughs> it is. So, I... I liked it. I don't know if I've had others that I like better. I think the the guava to me kind of made it almost too fruity. I like the salt that balanced it a little bit, but it didn't do enough balance to me. I think I would have actually liked a little bit more salt uh, to me. But I, I would sit in the back of the hot tub and drink this. If you hand it to me, I'm not going to tell you no. I'm not going to go looking for it on the shelf and buy it right away. So I'm going to go. I'm going to go 3.52. Um, just I'm going to rate it a little bit lower than Kelly. I'm going to rate it a little bit higher than you. Um, just because I, I liked it. I would buy it. I would drink it again. But it's not something I go out and search for. Like, I, I don't need it. There goes my hero. I think part of the, the appeal of it for me when, when first tracing it and asking you to bring it over uh, was the, the name uh, of, of the – I just like the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Because I was a bigger fan of Nirvana. But, you know, yeah, I'll on. take what's left. For real. Yeah. Yeah. So, there you go. There, there goes the my hero from Panther Island uh, with Kelly Meyer, Jake Thorne, and Teal. So, uh, guys, listen, keep looking. Uh, on June 10th, we're going to start the summer season. Uh, be there for us. Like, listen, follow, and go visit New Braunfels Brewing Company in New Braunfels, Texas.